It's pretty often that any of us who spew out our opinions for a living get asked this basic question in times like these. What are we to do? What can we do? While in the United States, 4th of July weekend was largely uneventful, at least if you pay attention, mostly to mainstream outlets, who are now busily downplaying the impact of all that is actually going on, you'll still see the agents of chaos doing their work in the culture. Truly the wicked never rest, and the agents of chaos truly serve their master, and they do it well. I cannot think of any time in history where the kinds of things we are witness to now have ever led to anything but terrible outcomes. Yet the people pulling the strings of the agents of chaos do not seem to care in the slightest. And many of our co-religionists have given or been caught up in all of this, repeating the Marxist slogans of the agents of chaos, chanting for the destruction of all that is decent, and working themselves into such a sinful lather that only the grace of God can offer them real enlightenment. We are on the precipice of losing that which makes society function, basic stability. It can be recovered, but only if we choose wisely. And that choice is simple. Whom will we serve? The kingdom of Christ, or the kingdom of the Luciferians? The church provides the answer to this, of course, but will we listen anymore? We do not need or wait for we do not need to wait for the present crop of bishops to lead us. I mean it'd be nice if they did. That is sort of their job, regardless of whether they believe it or not. But the church in her two thousand year history provides the answer. For help with this, let us look at Michael Davies, the late great defender of traditional Catholicism, and defender of Archbishop Lefebvre, a man who started his adult life as a school teacher before finding himself among the foremost defenders of the traditional faith. In his book, The Reign of Christ the King, he had a great deal to say on this question of whom we will serve and what the right-ordered society looks like. Quote, It is only when men live their lives within the correct perspective of the creator-creature relationship that social and political harmony and order prevail, the peace of Christ and the kingdom of Christ. When men repudiate this relationship, disharmony and disorder take over. The disharmony and disorder of sin the disharmony and disorder introduced for the first time in the whole of creation when the archangel Lucifer, the most magnificent of God's creatures, was overcome with pride and boasted, non-servium. I will not serve. The Catechism teaches us that our purpose in life is in this life is to love, know, and serve God in the world so that we can be happy with him forever in the next. We cannot claim to love God if we do not serve him, and we cannot claim to serve God if we do not subject ourselves to the law of Christ the King. If you love me, he warned, keep my commandments. See John chapter 14, verse 15. End quote. Society has clearly torn itself away from the law of God at the most basic level, and especially in the past decade. Though this problem is far older than that, we have seen the absolute rejection of reason, of the natural law, of decency, and of the mainstreaming of evil in unspeakable ways. The major judicial cases of the past decade point to this in the U.S., and I'm sure abroad as well. We have normalized disorder and built our society upon disorder, and the way out is not readily apparent to most people who realize that something has gone very wrong. Davies in his work gives us the remedy, quote, We must make the social reign of Christ the King possible today. If we do not do all that is in our power to restore the social kingship of our Lord, we are not worthy of our baptism. We are not worthy of our confirmation. We are not worthy of the glorious name of Catholic. There is only one solution to the problems of mankind, and that is to establish the peace of Christ in the kingdom of Christ. Pax Christi in Regno Christi. There is no other solution to what Professor von Hildebrand rightly termed 
the dehumanization of mankind. End quote. In our search for progress, we have only dehumanized human beings, which is ironic because of most of the social upheavals of the past several decades have been done in the name of progress and human dignity. The result has been chaos, and that chaos is spreading. Davies goes on to use Belloc as an example, who said that there is only either Catholicism or chaos, that only the church is the bulwark against encroaching barbarism. Anyone who's been subscribed here for any length of time knows that I am a big fan of Hilaire Belloc. The reference to Catholicism or chaos comes from his overlooked and understudy work, The Crisis of Civilization, in which we find this gem, quote, There are only two alternatives for society, Catholicism or chaos. If Christ is not to abandon us, then Christ must reign. And if he is to reign, he can only do so if we claim to be his disciples, restore him to his rightful throne, end quote. For the Catholic, this should be obvious, but it isn't. We have become a church militant that has lost its militancy in the name of universalism. Fulton Sheen pled for this rejection of universal acceptance and instead asked us to return to the kingdom of Christ. He saw what was coming. We have embraced as a people the very thing we should have stood against, and it was a fruit of the council. The life of the typical Catholic today is markedly different in substance than that of our forebears a few years ago. And I do not mean in terms of gadgets and technology, but in how we relate to the rest of the world. We have a choice to return to our traditions or to embrace the other option. On the other side of this option are the Luciferians. Not Satanists, as the Luciferians will assure you, but Luciferianism. Luciferians will tell you that they do not worship the devil, that they do not oppose other religions per se, that they only merely oppose doctrinal rigidness and subservience to a god that they deem wicked. Yeah, I know. Sort of sounds like the blind leading the blind into the lion's cage to me, but the Luciferians have some interesting principles that should be looked at. Let's see if they sound familiar to you. They see the fallen angel as being as a being who chooses rather than idolizes, who is rational and free to make choices of his own free will, not out of subservience. We get a sense of rugged individualism, maybe on steroids, but incredible individualism not typically seen. This naturally leads to your being free to act but having to accept the consequences of your choices. Consequently, the pursuit of wealth is highly encouraged, and you should take pride in your accomplishments. Due to this individuality and the pride of place of the material, the carnal nature of man is highly elevated as well. Feel free to pursue the pleasures of the flesh, they say. In this, they reveal the wickedness of their philosophy, for more souls go to hell for the sins of the flesh than anything else, according to Our Lady of Fatima. And as is often the case, when we speak of the flesh and embracing the temptations therein, what naturally flows from that is cruelty and accepting cruelty as being necessary at times. If you are now picturing agents of chaos cruelly harming innocent people over fictional perceived wrongdoings, you're on the right track. Directly tied to this is the belief in progress, a defense of nature and talk of sustainable development, cherishing the arts and sciences in the name of personal and human development. The real focus there is on enlightenment and living in the moment. The Luciferian philosophy should by now sound like the philosophy of the world today. And today the world is in a cruel spirit, using cruelty as a weapon to achieve goals that have been wrapped up in a fictional wrongdoing, exploiting and blowing out of proportion real wrongs for the purpose of an enlightened revolution. As we have seen, the church is considered wicked by these people. And while Luciferians don't typically oppose Christianity by their own admission, they tolerate the various faiths that trace its origins to the same origins as our faith. That willingness to embrace cruelty and the embrace of the carnal does require that at some point they remove the faith that opposes them. In this case, that's us, folks. So again, I ask, who will you serve? For too long, we as Catholics have served the values of the world. 
We have tried to get along with others who shouldn't be get we shouldn't be, be associating with. We've praised for our worldliness by people whose politics on the surface seem like a logical alternative to the Moloch worshippers, but to have earned that praise, we had to imbibe of some of the Luciferian philosophy. Most people do not realize that they share this Luciferian philosophy, and far too many Catholics are counted among that number. So whom will you serve? The kingdom of Christ, or the kingdom of Satan? And make no mistake, all Satan really wants is for you to stop worshipping the true God. He doesn't care if you worship him or yourself, as long as you aren't giving due worship to the one true God. And in that way, your soul is lost. So who will you serve? On the Sources blog, return to tradition.org, you'll find my references list. Mostly for it's for books today, but I do have a link to the Fulton Sheen essay that I uploaded if you're interested, as well as to the recording of the full text of Michael Davies' work on the reign of Christ the King. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.